you hold back sometimes. I'm, re- I'm I need you to break out of your shell, DJ. DJ Scribbles. No? I'm so glad I called open you in time for that. Oh no! You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cultural Fire Podcast, Rob and Alex. How you doing? <laughs> oh, oh, that was such a perfect, perfect uh, grab. You know. Uh, a big, big news, Rob. Big news. What's that? We crossed a thousand plays. Fifteen Thank you. views per episode on average. Thank you. I'm sure that's an oh. arithmetic mean. So it's like some are going to be thirty and others going to be two. Yeah, well, you know what? It doesn't matter. We're getting out there. I appreciate everyone liking, sharing, supporting us. I really appreciate us. Um, I'm going to say uh, Mike Jones can eat my ass one more time uh, for that (laughs) awful topic suggestion. Oh, God. (laughs) But we, um, we, I want to say thank you. Yeah. Putting us out there. You know, when we, when we hit our million views and stuff like that, it listens, um, you know, we'll remember That's a bold assumption. Oh, I, I think high, I think big. Uh Uh, So. I think I think pretty big, so I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that we're gonna get. Okay. Maybe not this year, but definitely next year. I'm telling you. <laughs> I like your enthusiasm. Let's do it. So, um, so Alex, this has been a long-awaited thing. Um, oh God. Wanted to talk. I kind of wanted to be a little serious, but not too serious. But um, a little less serious than last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, I guess it is kind of. Um, I wanted to talk about autism. The spectrum, the Asperger's, all that good stuff. Well, oh, good okay. Stuff. So stuff. first question, thoughts on vaccines? Wow, you're going right into it. I like it. Um, so Fuck thoughts on vaccines. Vaxxers. That's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> so what Alex is trying to get at is uh, there's a there's a couple. I don't know if you read the articles, but there's a couple articles that I've read because I am a parent. It's a couple. Child. Yeah, well, a lot of articles um, that really points towards vaccines being the cause or the bloom of this uh, autism spectrum thing that's happening right now. Because ever since everything, every ever since people started getting certain vaccines, the people have been more on the spectrum. So it's a broad, broad, broad correlation. They're painting with way too broad of a brush. Uh, the MMR specifically has always been the target, and it's yeah. been proven safe countless times. We've even adjusted so, the formula to a, so to a hundred percent satisfy everybody, and they still keep bitching. There's there's no leg, period. As a as Get a vaccinated. as as a parent, I understand where other parents are coming from, where they they want to blame everybody wants an answer, and they want to blame. They, everyone, like when someone dies, you want to blame somebody. This is part of the grieving process, and and I can understand why people are. This is it's a it's a grieving thing, but I don't know. Um, before I, I tell need you, to grieve that your child is still alive, that that's something I don't understand. Well, You're I will, not losing I will, your I'll, child. You do with mumps, measles, and well, rubella. See, I disagree with you. This is this is this is going to be fun. Okay, <laughs> let me um. Do so, you still have your child, Rob? Well, let me let me let me tell you the story, and let me tell you why before you before you start poking these questions. Okay. okay. Uh, let me let me just tell you this. So when I mean grieving, I'm not I'm not saying like grieving like someone I lost someone. Well, it it does kind of feel that way. So 
when my um, daughter got diagnosed with autism, she, uh, you know, we had strangers come out to the house and they analyzed her. I mean, we took the steps before that because she wasn't talking and that's, there were certain signs that we didn't know because we were oblivious to it, but she wasn't talking. That was the biggest thing. So we took, we took her to speech, we took her to hearing and they were just like, okay, you need to talk to your doctor. And the doctor was like, okay, we're going to send someone to your house. So they came to the house and they, and they basically, the way the people word things, that's where the grieving part comes from. So they literally looked at me and my wife and they said, your daughter has autism and it's severe. She'll never be normal. She'll never be, she'll never go to school. You're just going to have to give up all your hopes and dreams. And so that's what I mean by grieving. Not that she died. It's just the, the expectations you have as a parent for your child has literally gone out the window. So now you have to start rebuilding new expectations. So there is a grieving process of that. So that's what I was. I wasn't about. saying there wasn't going to be an adjustment, but those <laughs> no. people sound like assholes. Oh, they what are. What the they, fuck? Yeah, I mean, so, and it's just it's it's just hard because when you first hear that, you're just, you, it's it the, does feel like you just lost someone. Well, you just it just feels like you just lost something, and you don't know what it is, and it's a, it's a really hard thing. Now, with that said, that's been over two years now, and my wife and my daughter is like above average of everything so like regardless of what they said they're totally wrong but um (laughs) but at the at the time at the time though it's like you know so i can see people trying to find blame because it's like it's i've met people in the autism world um that that still shelter they still sheltered their child they don't want to take them out in public because they're so scared of what people think and i understand that because i've seen people look at my daughter differently and i want shit out of them but <laughs> i don't know it's yeah it's a whole yeah it's a whole thing so well there's a lot of baggage mm-hmm. but i do agree with you there, my daughter is still alive she is one of the, we've met some amazing people that have told us that you know it don't ever look at what she can well what you wanted her to be but look at what she can and there's something there's a there's a saying that I think is wonderful. In a world filled with roses, you know, let her be the wildflower. So it's just you know these are little mo- yeah. little things that you feel good and you know and I know um I I know people with autism. I know people that aren't a lower spectrum. I mean Alex, you know you you kind of had you know tell you tell me your story. I'm not saying yeah. Uh, my dad tested positive for Asperger's. I think. Yeah. Uh, and one day after I, I, I was on leave or I'd come home from my enlistment, he's like, I got something to tell you kids because all of us were assembled. And he's like, I think you guys are on the spectrum because yeah. I totally test positive on the spectrum. And like, I'm kind of diagnosed now, I guess. Yeah. So as you guys display a lot of my traits and behaviors, I figured it'd be best to tell you that you're autistic spectrum. Uh, and we all just kind of looked at him like, you fucking think? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one, one of the things... We're all high-functioning, that... but also yeah. we've got some behaviors that are autistic. Clearly. Well, I I think one of the things that is so... Um, like, people just assume one thing, but they really just don't know. The spectrum is so big. There's oh, so many a, different It is on. a very wide spectrum, in fact. Uh, um, it's very likely there are multiple 
subspectrums that we could probably yeah. use and it be more accurate, but I'm not going to touch the science on that. I'll let that, I'll leave that to the I'm professionals. A, I'm a, it's so crazy. So I have ADHD. I'm sure everyone's aware by now because I'm all over the place. But oh, a lot, oh. literally 90% of the, the things, if you look at ADHD, you can look at the spectrum of autism. <laughs> so it's just like, because they're little, closely related. They are. It, and it it's looks like, like, I should say, it looks like. But to answer a lot, I get I get this question a lot. I wanted to answer this on this podcast. Like, how did I know? And I, I kind of already did. We really didn't know. There's certain things that my daughter was doing we just knew weren't normal. And we did get her checked out and stuff. Um, I think there's 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 really so. In another question people ask me is there pros and cons being a child with autism? And honestly, I mean, you know, why would you ever want your child to be anything but normal? But um, but the, you know, there is pros, and I think the I just biggest want them pro to be happy. Fuck, ha fuck see, normal for a minute. As long as they're see, happy. that that is one of the biggest pros. She's always happy, and because she's so happy and smiling all the time and just so cheerful, it makes it humbles me because it just makes me be patient. And I mean, that's another thing too. It just you got to have patience, and I think that's the biggest thing. Cons, yes, there is there is a lot of cons, but you got to learn to you know work around those cons and adapt to your situation like anything else you know yeah and i you know like it's i have moments where i break down i think i i think i we didn't do the podcast yesterday because sunday night i was my daughter wakes up at 1 30 in the morning now one of the things i that happens to me with adhd once i'm up it's hard for me to go back to sleep because my brain is like it's like constantly going like i'm constantly yeah. thinking i have a journal i don't know where it's at right now but i have a journal that literally down right stories like look at this this is i have seven pages of story that I write down like i literally just can't sleep so I write. and my daughter kind of goes through that with the autism so she was up at 1 30 and didn't go back to sleep until 5 30 and then she had to get up at 6 30 to go to school so it's like so it was a rough night and days like that i i hate it but you have to be so patient um but then there's great days where she just because she you know something is wrong but when she just turns around and looks at you and it just walks over and hugs you i mean no matter even if you have a normal kid or any kid in the world if they ever just come to you and hug you that's you feel like you did something right. yeah yeah <laughs> so, I, I get that from mark all the time it feels so good <laughs> yeah now as as someone that was on the spectrum did you feel like you do because I know Asperger's is a little bit different, but do you feel like you're, um, you had any kind of learning disabilities or any kind of feel like you were at fault at anything in life? Like you wish you could understand this better, or like was there any kind of handicap in your? You feel like might have, if you knew about this earlier, that maybe you could have fixed. Uh, it's relation with anxiety disorders, actually. Yeah. If I'd have known about that piece a little sooner, I probably would not have had the desire to self-treat while I was enlisted. Yeah. Uh, or, or rather, it would have been more controlled. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't have had the issues that I had with it. Uh, so there, there. I don't know that I would have changed that though per se 
I, I kind of really like where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and my like ticks and, oh, let me get, let me, let me get into what makes this thing work. Uh, yeah behaviors uh where everything has a root cause and everything's kind of like a, a system of gears that are all interacting in a, in this giant mega system uh that that viewpoint really aids me in my job because i'm a yeah. i'm a quality guy uh i actually just found out this huge oversight uh today actually that's going to save a lot of our asses here in the coming days and weeks well, uh, for my whole district. So you're basically saying like your attention to detail you think is above average because of Oh, it's the... caustic. Don't get that okay. twisted. It is a okay. caustic level of attention to detail. Um, <laughs> I will lose the forest for a single fucking piece of bark every day. <laughs> <laughs> every fucking day. Um, however, I you can figure out what you're good at and where your body and mind naturally take you and kind of work towards those tracks. And once yeah. you feel that tunk, tunk, and you're, you're in the track, you're like, Oh, this is what it's like working within your potential. And it just, everything starts to self-actualize. So, uh, now there's no real net difference. Um, yeah. I will say this when I'm when I'm single, I rattle off the rails uh, faster than any fucking body I'm aware of. Um, everybody kind of has this. Uh, Kurzgesagt actually just released a, their video uh, in a nutshell uh, on loneliness, uh, and they're talking about like um, how loneliness interacts with human physiology on a physiological level. Uh, it's the same thing as hunger just for social interactions because yeah. we're social apes. Yeah. We evolved that way. Uh, and, and like, they talk about uh, there's a, a percentage of the population that will rattle themselves off the ra off their rails uh, if they're lonely for too long. Uh, I, I... Two months... Well Two months. I feel like that's really fucking fast to like. <laughs> oh, and well, now I'm. I, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm at a loss. Well, I, th I think. I think it goes back to the the abandoned ship or the loneliness is a trigger for for people that are you know might it, and that's, it starts and that's rattling the chain train yeah. around, and then there's just a derailment, like yeah, and now you've got to pick up a thousand pieces of whatever. Yeah, and you know it's just. That's just sad. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we're past this. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to hear. You know, you being sad. And well, going down I'm. I'm not like it's a well, win yeah, single thing. Kind of yeah. like loneliness hits me really, really hard. I don't need a lot of social interaction, but the level that I need must be met. Must be, or I'm fucked. <laughs> Fucked. Well, um, I mean, I don't know. And it's 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 well, it's crazy how you say this because my daughter's about to turn four, and she's kind of almost the same way because when she's like, she's so affectionate. And now I know that's weird because a lot of autistic kids don't touch; they want to just be in their own little world. But the compression that and it's we a give stimulus her, thing. 
yeah, it's the the pressure, the compression that she gets when I hug her. You know, like if when when we leave the room, she will even if she's sleeping and she knows we're, and she's kind of asleep, and she'll just get up because she doesn't want to be, she doesn't want to feel that loneliness. She wants to know that we're around. She doesn't even want us to interact with her. She just likes around. And I mean, it doesn't have to be autism to feel that way. Even people that not even on the spectrum feel this way. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, it's you know, but it's more with with my daughter, what they were telling me, since he's considered severe autism, all her emotions are intensified. Like, imagine if you dropped LSD. <laughs> like no, I, don't, I don't have to imagine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, if if I experience... Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, um, I, I'm familiar with that 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 self-perpetuating spiral uh, of emotion that you can put yourself into um super fucking familiar um it's caused some problems um but you know you just kind of you live and deal you apologize and you try to address the behaviors that you can dude you want to hear something really fucked up what's that i don't know if i told you this i might have but this this kind of pushed me in a little bit of depression but I was told by my doctor that, you know, so we were like, okay, should we have a second child? Because, you know, handling a child, a child alone is, you know, yeah. it's crazy. Handling a child that can't speak to you is a little bit harder. But, you know, so we were like, okay, well, what are the odds of us having a second child that's autism, you know? And, you know, I asked my doctor and stuff, and he literally looked at me. You probably carried the, the gene. And I said, what do you mean? He said, because you have some, like I have really bad ADHD, and he says that um, a lot of he's noticed a lot of folks, and it's not he said it's kind of it hasn't been tested or anything, but he says a lot of folks that have diff, you know signs of the spectrum like that um, usually carry the gene. So if you have another child, there's a really there's fifty chance that you're going to have another autistic child. So he what basically he said was it's a crapshoot. Yeah, I mean, well, he basically was just he. What he was saying to me, what I got out of it, that I'm the cause of it, and and I just feel guilty. You know, I even told my wife about it, and, and unfortunately, like she thinks it's bollocks. But you know, bollocks. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing with that: you could carry the gene, and it could be your gene that expressed itself to its fullest potential that caused that. Yeah, that does not make you at fault. That's not how genetics work. Yeah, I know. It takes two. Uh, not just that, but there's a, there's a, a series of dice rolls that occur of which of which piece get selected, and there's no controlling that right now. Uh, there will be here in a few years, but right now there's no fucking control in that. Well, so, fuck well, that the person, fucking guy. Well, the person that went to school that you're supposed to trust is you know is kind of hinting at the fact that because i have so you know some things messed up in here that i was the cause of this and it's just kind of it disturbs genetics me aren't and everything then, either though like there's epigenetics I, there's yeah. uh environment uh, uh this guy's positing this asserting this to you at, as a series of anecdotes without having any data to back it up there's little yeah. to no genetic component from what i've read and, and i i could be dated in my reading uh but from what i've read there's little to no genetic component in autism yeah 
and yet I have that anecdote about my dad. Yeah. Hmm. Anecdote. I don't, I don't know. I I don't fucking know. Well, at the, in the end, I don't think anybody knows yet, and I don't know if anybody's going to know because it's just kind of that's you know. But I will say the so here's here's a couple facts that are kind of scary. So one one thing, the more people are diagnosed with autism than they ever have been in, in the history. Like it's just, well, it's this more, is the first time we've recognized it as a thing that can and should yes. be treated. Now, why? With that said. Um, there's certain counties in this country that are really not even just county states that are really you know what we recognize this and we're taking this very there's a reason why I'm in Myrtle Beach South Carolina I hate yeah. the beach. I don't really like the beach but there's a reason why I'm here and so there's places that if you feel if you feel that this is you know the path you have to take I mean I'm I'm all about doing what's best for my so that's why we're here um, the the uh, another thing that's just really this is a horrible statistic, but the, the divorce rate is seventy five percent for of parents families. of autistic children. Yes. Now, hmm. and you know why? I I can see why because I can see the stressors lot, having that effect. Well, I hate to say this, but I am a man. And I am going to say this: a lot of men are naive, and they just they can't process that their child can't do what they want them to do. And like, that's why I said the whole grieving thing. It's hard to imagine if, you know, so I have a daughter, but if I had a son, I'd be like, man, I want to play ball. Well, I can do that with my daughter. I want to play ball with my daughter. I want to kick a ball with my daughter. And now realizing that there's a little chance that they might never do that. They might not, but they, they still could. You can still work with them. They might not. If you, so it's harder, it's harder for men to come and it's easier for us to And to me, that's just shame on them because you need to stick by because if it wasn't for my wife, like, I, I mean, I don't know what I would do. Like, if something would ever happen to her, like, I love my daughter, but I don't. I would need all the help in the world, and she's just above and beyond amazing. And you know, to me, it brings us actually closer. Now we fight a lot. Well, we argue, not fight, but because I'm picking up what you're putting down there. Yeah, we we argue a lot because of stupid stuff, but mostly it is about my daughter. But we have a strong enough relationship that we know that we're we both are here for her. And we both love each other when she's not, you know, when she's at school, we go out to breakfast and lunch and all that stuff. And we still admire each other, which is great. But like the divorce rate, man, it's just, it's outrageous. Some people, and I blame, I blame the men. Not, not, not necessarily, it's not necessarily true, but I do blame the men because a lot of men that we, because we go to support groups sometimes, sometimes. And a lot of men, they say a lot of men just leave. They can't handle this. I think that's starting to come around. Um, yeah. In in the when we when autism is still unknown and we didn't know what the fuck it was and it wasn't a, a nice uh, and it wasn't like a, a household word yet. Uh, yeah. That like that kind of flightiness then. I I'd assume I don't know that that's the case anymore. I'd like to see uh, current statistics on that. Like up to this year. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I like. I, I'm. I'm super data. I like playing with data. I want to see it in numbers. Uh, another one of those ticks, by the way. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's. The, I'm looking it up right now. But the problem is, there's no current data. I mean, the, the current most current, like the the beginning of 2018. 
Yeah, so it says the, the divorce rate is 80%. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It says autistic spectrum disorder. I mean, it's just, and it's just because they, it, it's just, it's just hard. Like I'm telling you, like, I, it's hard to explain. And it just, it, it does take a toll. And, you know, I mean, we would just, all right, so for the people that have been listening to us on the um, I've been looking for a house, and we've been trying to find a house that fits my daughter's needs. We need a playroom that we can see her, so she's not doing weird things because you know she's still a toddler. Um, <laughs> and we we just want we we need that. Then she needs a special bed because, like I said, she gets up in the middle of because she's so wired and that she can't go back. It's like yeah. if you ever seen a if you ever seen a child candy at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. That's what she's like sometimes at two in the and yeah. that takes a toll on us too because then we argue about who's going to get help with her you're off I do it all the time and it's one of those things you know so I don't know yeah and, and it puts rough. strains on points that uh, other families don't have to deal with or that mm-hmm. they can just be given with other families yeah uh, like Marco uh, when he came when he went to school last year uh, he'd yeah. spent all summer out west with his uh, biological dad uh, and his grandma, and when he came back, uh, things were not okay for a yeah. while, and that put a hellacious strain on Ari and I. Uh, I don't think we ever considered splitting with each other. We just wanted Marco to be good again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like that kind of specific like this is a lot of stress will create stress in other areas where there necessarily shouldn't be uh and it just kind it spreads Uh, so i i know that pain pretty well uh probably not as severe but i I, i'm i'm familiar with with that stress uh well you know thankfully uh for me it's in the past uh, sorry for your dice. No, it's it's. I mean, Chris and I, we really do admire each other, still love. I can't honestly like I, I work a full I work full time and she stays at home, but that's a full time job itself because I try to stay yeah. with her and it's just staying home as a parent. Period is a full time job, but you know, and then add add the little the little things of autism and things here. I mean, so my daughter, let's go day by day. So Monday, my daughter goes to school, nothing special. Tuesday, she goes to school, then speech. Wednesday, she goes to school, and um, nothing special. Then Thursday, she goes to school, speech. Friday, she goes to school, and she has occupational therapy. Saturday, she has swim classes. So it's like it's like constantly going and going. And now we're trying to do this ABA therapy, which is basically just someone, a babysitter that comes out to the house that's qualified to train your, your child to get better and so now we got qualified for her to come out wednesday and basically just hang out at our house with, with our daughter and then which is great for us because if we have off we can actually do stuff yeah um so but oh man I yeah that, so that's that's uh that's a rocket rush of, yeah. of activities constantly got to be going can't really relax ever and just 
Well, like, I always feel guilty doing the podcast. She's been with her all day. And, you know, when I, I've been at work all day. So I come home, I spend like two hours with podcast. But we both know, like, so she, Kristen has things that she wants to do. And, you know, I always say, I'll watch, I'll take the video. Out. You go do you. God, I did, you know, I do. That's, that's where you Sharing need. What, yeah, that's what you need to do as a man or as a spouse, period. Just, to, just as a to, partner, yeah. Yeah. You need to let them have their space. Alex, Alex and Ari have two different offices now. Just let them have their space and let everybody breathe at their own pace. And then it should be good. Yeah. I like yeah. how this turned from like autism to ship. <laughs> well, it goes hand in hand. I mean, it really does. Yeah, the stress is created. Uh, and, yeah. You know, being dads. Yeah. Two dads talking about whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, but honestly, one more thing I would say about this whole autism thing. So I have too much to say. I don't want to get too much into it. The only advice that I would give everybody is be patient. And so everything else will come. You'll learn. That's just good just advice patient. anyway. Just be patient. As a parent, just be patient. Your child's going to do some things. You just got to be patient. That's yeah. just good advice in general. Yeah, a, a, a ten out of ten support. Uh, more, <laughs> more patience. But yeah, uh, so that's I yeah, that's is that a wrap? Yeah, that's a wrap. All right, wrap. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, a happy one thousand plays. Yes, thank yeah. you. I think this is episode sixty, maybe, possibly. Uh, definitely check it out. We're, I, I we're appreciate it. On the line. I'm not. I'm not sure yeah. if this is it or not. Yeah. Um, I love the suggestions that people give us, and um, so keep it coming. If you want us, you want us to hear about something, we you know we try to do two episodes a week. So one of those episodes would definitely be a fan request episode. So if you want to give us more shout out, that's awesome. Just just oh just my god, not as heavy as abortion and right yeah. to suicide. Good god, and, you can't double whammy us like that. Yeah, we just got double fisted. <laughs> just remember <sighs> this. I am not big on politics, so please be easy on me. Because <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk I, about a wall again. <laughs> oh, all, right. <laughs> all right, everyone, you have everyone, you have a great night. Thank you. Yeah, have a good night, everybody.